So this will be the last um, Tuesday night vat of the Vomagayim before Rosh Hashanah. And uh, I wanted to speak out something that the Vomagayim says about the Aimek Hadin, the depth of judgment, um, which means that we all have a, uh, our own uh, notions about what exactly happens in terms of din in Shamayim. And a lot of people think that, you know, it's going to be sort of like a very, very uh, superficial type of din and, you know, you're good or bad and, uh, you know, and, and you don't really have to, uh, they're not going to dive too deeply into what we've done right and what we've done wrong. And the reality, unfortunately, is, but there's going to be a silver lining, so don't leave in the middle, uh, the reality is that the din in Shamayim is extremely, extremely uh, analytical and very database, and it has basically every, every little innuendo, every little thing that we do uh, for the good and the bad. It doesn't have to be all bad. It could be a lot of good stuff that we've done, and every little act of chesed and tzedakah that we did, and every, uh, um, every nice word that we said, and every... Uh, person that we helped in life, everything, that will be put on the scales as well. But the other side is, is true too, that every uh, thing that we've done wrong and uh, uh, all of that is put on the scales in Shamayim and every little thing is judged. I want to tell you a story uh, that's brought in, uh, in, in a sefer called Machsheves Musar, uh, which is a sefer of the Shmuzen of Rav Shach. And he brings... Uh, the following story, and I'll read it. The story is told about uh, the wife of the Vilna Gain. So far we've been speaking a lot about the Vilna Gain himself and, uh, and his Talmidim, but the wife of the Vilna Gain also deserves um, to be discussed. She was a Gabay Staka. She was in charge of collecting money for Tzedakah in the community. And she had a partner. There were two women, the Vilna Gain's wife and uh, another woman, and they were shutfim in being in charge of the tzedakah funds in Vilna. And they went together to fundraise. That was what they did. Instead of going to a cafe and schmoozing, they would go and they would uh, go to wealthy people and people that had money, and try to, try to get them to give to tzedakah. They both made an agreement with each other, and they shook on it, which gives it a certain extra um, commitment level. That whoever dies first should come to the other in a dream, and describe what's going on exactly in Shamayim. What's going on with the din? Everybody's interested in knowing what you know what what's going on in the din. And she and these women were curious. So whoever died first, they shook on it that that person would come back in a dream and tell the other one what's going on. This friend, this partner that the Vilnagain's wife. Uh, had she died first, and she went uh, to Shamayim, Ukavor's man, and after a certain amount of time, she came back to the wife of the Vilna in a dream as they 
had agreed upon. And the Amra law, and she said to her, Shekibla Rishus Menashamayim, Lesaper Rak Dover Echad. She doesn't have Rishus to tell every little detail about what's going on in Shemayim. That she doesn't have Rishus. But uh, they did give her permission to reveal one thing that's happening in heaven. And what was this incident that happened that she was that she told about? Shekasher halachnu shteinu lekabets tzedaka. When we were both going, this is this woman reminding the Vilna Gaon's Rebbetzin. We once went to a person's house to get money for tzedaka. Ubikarnu eitzel nediva plainis v'lemitzanu. We were looking to go and ring a doorbell uh, or knock on the door of a very wealthy woman who lived in a big mansion, but she wasn't home. And then we continued on our way. And we saw across the street, she was walking in our direction. This woman, this wealthy woman that we wanted to get tzedakah from. You, speaking to the Von Ligain's wife, you lifted your finger and you pointed her out, and you said, oh, there she is. We approached her then, and we both uh, were able to raise money from her. Now, we each got equal, equally transcribed in the book of Zchuyes, I guess, the book of mitzvahs, that we both did this mitzvah. You got the tzedakah and I got that tzedakah, that we both went together, we were shutfim, and we raised money that was needed for the aniyim. However, but that mere lifting of the finger, that you went like this and you pointed to her, that only you have in your book wasn't mentioned about me because I didn't do it. You did it, and that little extra energy that it took you to raise your finger and to point her out, which seem, it seems trivial in this world, like what's the big deal? So you pointed her out. But that extra little, little thing that you did was counted on your record. This Misa, by the way, is, is written on the uh, Pincus of the Kilo Savilna. Every single community used to have a, uh, a, a kahila like ledger, like the, the community had a ledger book, and, and every, like, Misa and, and things that were interesting, things that were historical, things that were important, everything was written down. And this story that we just said, um, this story that we just said was, uh, was included, yeah. So the point of the thing is, she's saying that is, like, a good thing or a bad thing? Like, no, it was a good thing. It was a good thing. But the takeaway from, from this is... That, that there is so much dikduk uh, in din, that every little thing in Shamayim matters. Every little thing. The fact that, you know, that we're here in, 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 in Avad on a Tuesday night, right? Uh, big deal. It's not, you know, it's a big deal. In Shamayim, it's huge. That we're learning together, the Vilna Gain's Tyra is huge. In Shamayim, they're, they're recording this. They're, making, they're taking records. Every little thing, if you came on time and you're leaving on time and, you, and you're paying attention, you're taking notes or you're, or you're listening, you know, that's very important. Every, you come on time to say there and you say, ah, 
you know, let me go, come a little late, or I'll, I'll miss, uh, I'll come a little late to davening, I'll leave a little early. Um, and we think that, you know, who cares? Like, it's a long life, and, and it's just, uh, it sort of just gets uh, averaged out in the end anyway. It's not true. Every single thing in Shamayim is marked down. Every day that we, you know, you think it's scary to have attendance taken here, you know, you know, for, by davening, by nightside, with this and that, all that, that's all, you know, good and well. But like in Shamayim, that should really concern us. The din in Shamayim is very meduktik. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, maybe back, you know, in the times of Vilna Gain or in the times of uh, the Rishayim, it was hard to really understand even, how did this work? How does like record keeping work? Like who's, who's marking down everything? But today, like with, you know, with the advent of technology of spreadsheets and data and all the, you know, there's so, we, we know, right? At the end of the week, you get, a, you get how, how many hours you spent on your iPhone this week screen time, right? And you, you, like, you think you get a big, down, it was down 6% for the week. Yes, like, okay, so now you only watch, you know, eight hours a week, eight hours a day, I'm sorry, instead of, you know, instead, so like you, you're making a kiddish already because it was down 6%, but like, it's crazy the amount of time, but, we, but everything, is, everything is recorded, right? Apple knows exactly how much time we're spending on, on the screen. Instagram knows, and Facebook knows. They, they're, they're monitoring, and they're on top of everything. They have data on every little thing. When you go online, you know, you're go, you, you, you know, all of a sudden you're looking at a news website and all of a sudden like you're, uh, you know, the type of shirts that you buy are popping up on your screen or art scroll or, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever it is that you, uh, whatever it is that you recently purchased, all of a sudden you're like, that's crazy. I don't know art scroll like sponsors, uh, you know, Newsweek or like, they don't, they, but they know that you go to that website and they, they, they pay people to like, to target advertise to you. It's not a coincidence that every that all the banner ads and everything happen to be things that you like and you went to and you and you you were shopping for or whatever. They know exactly what you do, and so it gives us like in this world already a taste how there are people that we don't want them to look at. They don't we don't want them to know that much about us, but they do. And in Shemaim, it's very similar, unfortunately, uh, on the bad side of things that they know everything that we do, every little thing that we do, every word that we say extra and, and that hurts somebody or that was Lashon Hara, every, every syllable is counted. Every, every second is counted. And Litzadah Taiv, it's also counted. Every single second that we're learning, every second that we're dominating, every, every, every penny that we give to tzedakah, everything of that is counted. But there's a tremendous Aimek Hadin, the, the depth of Din, the, the uh, scrutiny of Din and, the, uh, and, and, and the, the data that they have about us in Shamayim is is quite frightening. I'll just tell you one other thing here. He brings from the Tamba Das, from Moshe Sternbach, that Rabbeinu, whether Moshe Sternbach was a great-grandson, great-great-grandson of uh, the Vilna Gaon, he descends from him. So he brings a lot of memories from the Vilna Gaon and Nisvarim, but he says that the Vilna Gaon told over that his mother, not his wife, but this is his mother, came to him once after she died in a dream and told him that the Aimek Hadin, every single person has, it's a very, very difficult din that we have to go through. Shedanim called Dibor Vidibor, every single word, everything that we're saying, the and every thought that we have. That's really scary. That the Vilna Gain said himself that we're not going to be able to fully comprehend 
what I'm saying tonight to you, what, what I'm saying to myself tonight. This that we're saying, we're speaking about, and we're like, you know, if we would really understand and take it to heart, we'd be like, like jumping through the glass of the window. Like, we'd be going crazy. Like, it's, it's frightening how deep and how, and how exacting the din is in Shamayim. All right, that's the, that's the scary part of the Shema. That's the scary part of the Vat, okay? So we have a couple of minutes now to give, the, uh, to give the good news. That's the bad news. The good news is that now that we have discussed how meduktuk the din is, how every single Avera is there, and there's records of, and even if we forgot it, so many times, like, we think if we have, like, a good week, like, we think oh, we're, we're tzaddikim, and, and we are. But, you know, we forget about what we did in the summer or what we did last Purim time or Hanukkah time or whatever at any junction there. We forget all the stuff that we did wrong. But in, in Shemayim, it's there. So we have to, on one hand, be nervous about that and understand that the din is a very, very difficult din. But the silver lining is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a gift. And Rabbi Yaina says it's like from the best gifts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu ever gave to his creations is the gift called tshuva. Tshuva is the magic wand, literally a magic wand, that's able to take away all of the, all the dikta kadin, which means to say that if a person would be able to do tshuva properly, I'm not saying like a lip service and like, and like, you know, but it's all bogus, you have no intention of doing tshuva and it's just... You think you're fooling Hashem. That itself is an Avera. But if, let's say, a person would genuinely, genuinely mean it, and they, as you're clapping al whether it's Slichas or, you know, or, uh, or um, you know, on Yom Kippur, the, the Viduyim, or beforehand, the Hashemnus Bagadnus, if you're really genuine about it, as the Rambam says, Atshiyad Olav Yadeya Talumas, until Hakarishparchu himself, could testify about you that you're legit, that you're sincere, you really want to wipe this Avera off the slate, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the ability to go back in time and to make the Avera vanish. He could delete the Avera. He could basically, you know, just delete the whole thing. You ever do that? Like, let's say you have a, you know, I don't know, you have like voicemails. And you want to just like delete all your voicemails. You ever have that urge? There's a, there's a way to do that. I never really know how to do it, but like you can basically, instead of going down every single one, I think there's an option, delete all, and you press a button, the garbage can or whatever, and they're all deleted. That's what we could do with all of our Averas. We could mamish go down, press, quote unquote, the buttons of every Avera, and if we're sincere, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, it didn't happen. The Mesosi Sharm has the most amazing line. He says that even if a person does the worst Averis, Chuba helps. He says, like, for example, a person kills somebody else. There was a certain day, there was videos, the video camera was going, and, you know, you're on, you know, being surveillanced, and, uh, and you go and you shoot somebody in the head, okay? And, and every, the whole world knows about it. You definitely killed somebody at that time. The Mesosi Sharm says that if a person sincerely does tshuva, and tshuva, of course, means that you have charata, that you did it, you really feel bad, and who wouldn't feel bad? Like, you really regret doing that. You, it was an act of insan- temporary insanity, and it was a crime of passion. You just did it, and then, like, what, what did I do? Oh, my God, I killed somebody. 
but you have real charata that you did it. And then you have Kabbalah al-Asid, obviously I'm never going to kill again, that's easy. Right? And then you have Vidui, and you just say, I confess that I killed somebody. You speak to Hashem, I confess that I killed somebody. And you mean it. And you really, really, you know, and it goes into your heart. So the Ramchal says that it's, it's, it's Akira's Akira's HaMachshobah's Akira's HaMaisa. I think that's his Lashen. That, that basically, by you being Akira from your mind, you say, I wish I hadn't done it, it becomes actually stricken from the record, even though there are video cameras. We know exactly the minute that you did it, but if you look at the video cameras in Shemaim, it would, it, you didn't kill them. That's an amazing thing. The Gemara gives, uh, Ramchal gives a few other very uh, uh, graphic examples of Averis. He did Hari Shanaf, a person committed adultery. It's terrible to commit adultery. And, and the damage that you did, and the, the tumman, and the embarrassment, and all, you messed up everybody's life. But you really sincerely want to do tshuva, you want to be a Baal tshuva, it's gone. It's stricken from there. Now, in this world, you know, people might still look askance at you, but. I'm talking about the din loss of love. In Shemaim, you're going to go up and, and you're, going to be, you're going to be scot-free. You're going to be lily white because you have the ability, as much as the din up there is meduktuk, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us an opportunity to do tshuva, to mamish take, and take all of those averes that we've done and, and just let them go, like free yourselves from, like break the shackles of these averes. And... You can't, the only, the only Avera that you, that it's not enough just to do tshuva for is you have to, uh, that you have to do more than that is uh, So if let's say I embarrass somebody, I could cry to Hashem all day that I embarrassed them, but I have to go over to you and ask you mechil, if I stole from you, if I, if I damaged you, if I uh, spoke Lashnar about you. All these things are examples of, um, you know, I would have to go and, and ask you mechil. It's a very... Famous machlegas lechavitz chaim and rishal salanter whether or not, and this always bothered me. Like let's say you know you let's say uh, you spoke lashon hara about somebody, um, and you go over to him, and uh, you say be meichamiz and what'd you do to me? I spoke lashon hara. Oh yeah, what'd you say? And like, do I have to tell you? Do I have to tell you what I said in order to get the mechila? Maybe it's enough just to, you know, because if I go and tell you and I do a full confession to you, then it's going to hurt you even more, right? You know, I said you were stupid. Now, now is that, so I, I got that off my chest, but like I made you feel, not only did I speak Lashon but I made you feel like garbage also. So it's a very big machleg, it's Chavitz Chaim and Rebisel Salanter, you know, and in fact, Chavitz uh, Chaim says you have to go and you have to be mefarated. And Rabbi Sallallahu was asked by the Chavetz Chaim to write a haskama to the Sefer Shmiras Halashim. But he saw this halacha and he said, I can't give you a haskama. As long as if you, this is going in the Sefer, I'm not masking because people are going to think that I agree to this. And I don't agree. You know, Rabbi Sallallahu was the, had golden midas. So he said, like, how can you go and hurt somebody? And basically the maskana is, you could, you, just, you could say just, you could just say like, ah, I don't even know, whatever. Just like, you just give a generality. I, if I spoke Lashnar about you, be mindful me. That's, that's, got, that's the best you're going to be able to do because to actually be mefarit, the Avera is itself causing a lot of hurt and a lot of damage. But this is the opportunity that we have. It's only an opportunity in this world. 
in this world when we're alive and we don't know how long we're going to live, so you have to chaparain. You have to like do tshuva in this world because if you don't do tshuva, then we're going to go up to Shemayim and we're going to have this, this list of like a million things we did wrong and we're going to like, oh my God, I, I, I can't... First of all, it's embarrassing. Besides for the actual going through and like re, regurgitating everything that you did in your life, which is in an asling, you know, that's not the walk down memory lane I think that you want to take. But, you know, just it's embarrassing. And there are people that are watching you and there may be family members and I don't want everyone to know all my, all my secrets, all that I did wrong. So the best thing to do is, it's the easiest thing. The Torah says it's easy. The Torah says, Ki It's very accessible. Tshuva is not something that's like layam. It's not across the seas. Hashem isn't making you fly in any plane anywhere or, or, or go uh, on a long hike. You just could sit Right now, as we're sitting here right now, one, one year, um, I gave a Shalashudas, I think, during, uh, on Shabbat Shuvah, and, uh, and basically I said, listen, guys, I could either tell you about Shuva, or we could actually do Shuva. Like, let's do a Shuva workshop. And we basically all, like, you know, the whole Chevra, we all did Shuva together. We just basically went through the different parts of Shuva, Charat al-Avar, Kabbalah and we all, like, together, like, did, did a cumulative communal Tshuva. And we could do that right now also. If we just think about everything that we've done in our life, one after another, and we have all the lists, we have the al and we have, you know, then people have on all the Ashamnus, they have extra sheets they pull out with a hundred other olives and a hundred other bases, and, you know, and all that, that's all good. But the, uh, but the main thing is that we, we have to be sincere and we have to like really uproot from our heart all vestiges of these Averis. It's hard because we know that we're addicted to many of the Averis. We have a, a very fatal attraction to, uh, you know, to a lot of things that we're not proud of. And, uh, but it, it's just simply not worth it. It's not worth holding on to these, to these Averis. It's much better just to do tshuva. We'll feel good about ourselves. It'll be like... You know, going to the Arizal's mikvah, it's, uh, it's freezing cold and it's hard to get in there, get your big toe in there. But like once you go in there and you come out, there's no greater feeling in the world, right? It's painful going in, but you come out, you feel like completely pure and tar. And that's, that's what tshuva, mikvah Yisrael Hashem, that is tshuva. Tshuva, it's not an easy thing to go and sincerely feel the remorse and feel the feel the, uh, the discomfort of, uh, of confessing all that we've done, but it's so worth it because at the end of the day, the tshuva is going to be able to make us uh, have a free, clean slate and that there's nothing more valuable in the entire world. It's free. Tshuva is free. HaKadosh gives it to us as a gift. Not only does he give it to us, Rabbi Yenna says that he actually wants us to do it, it's not like a b'dyevet by him. He's expecting us to do it. He gives us a mitzvah to do tshuva. He warns us that we have to do tshuva. All the, the svarim of the Nevi'im, all warning Klai Yisrael to do tshuva. Shuba Yisrael Adashem Lagecha. So Baruch wants it. We want it. And all we have to do is actually just do it. And that is the Avaidah of this time. If we were giving this Chanukah time, this vad, you would say, all right, you know, listen, I'll wait, I'll wait till six months, seven months, and when L rolls around, I hope I'll remember it. Now we're giving this in perfect time. And I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to me. Like, this is something like, you know, we've, we've had our, our, our L, and our L, I hope it was a good L, you know, sorry them have to wake up the whole month and, you know, do, do their tshuva. We're just getting our engines warmed up. But, 
you know, now is the time. Now is the time to pull it out. It's like the fourth quarter, and uh, you know, there's not too much time left on the clock. We're down by a couple of points, and we gotta really like bring it out. And now's the perfect time to do it. We do. We wake up early to come to Slichas. We clap Hashamnu, and we, we, we try to think about what we've done wrong, and now we want to come back to Hakadosh Baruch again and, and get good with him again. And then Rosh Hashanah rolls in, and that's the Yemadin. But it's a day that we're Mamluch Hashem as our Melech. We proclaim him as our King, and we want to be a part of his Melucha. We want to be a part of his of his dynasty and, and be good servants to him this year, better than we were last year. And then we, we have the Aser Simei Tshuva, which uh, is the time for us to get more intensive with our Tshuva. And then finally, Yom Kippur is the Yom Adin, that we could literally go throughout the whole day with our 10 Viduyim, 10 systems of Viduyim, and then end with Ni'ilah, Hashem Elohim, and, and we walk out of, out of Yom Kippur pure and clean, and, and, and we don't have to worry about this Aymak Adin, because the Din, if we did it right, the Din is completely gone. And we'll be white, and we'll be tar, and we'll be kaddish, and amidst Hashem, that is uh, how our year should go. It should start off uh, like with a tremendous aliyah, and we should just go continue throughout the whole year, carrying with us the the notion of this purity, and we should always go la'ela, la'ela.